people can agree on one thing. This country is awesome. Whether you're right side or left side, it's time to put it all aside and remember how amazing this country is. So sit back, pop a cold one, and grab those pork rinds. It's time for Made in America. With your host, the angry Texan himself, Gregory Parrott. Howdy, howdy, everybody. Woo! Man, what a beautiful day in Florida right Mm -hmm. now. Yep. The rest of the world, not so much. Not so much. Uh, Give a shout out to all my uh, friends and family in Texas. I know y'all seen some of my funny uh, videos that I've posted about the nice sunshine that I keep driving with my top down, and they were funny. I I I, <laughs> I love doing teacher zooms because they're usually people in like freezing areas, and uh, I did one the other day for Pennsylvania, and they're like, "We just got a foot of snow." I said, "That's that's terrible." I said, "How do you even get to work?" She's like, "We have to shovel the driveway." I said, "Ah, you know, I I had to shoo the parrots this morning." <laughs> <laughs> you know, the the sun was just gleaming down on me, and uh, yeah, it was eighty degrees. Yeah, I had to had to get the sandhill cranes away from my car <laughs> right. so I could put the top down. But but to all the the people out there, especially my friends and family in Texas. Uh, you're not listening to this because your power's out. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you do listen to this, I was uh, I was definitely rooting for you guys. I still have a house there, and yeah. from had my, uh, no, I still do. <laughs> my tenant said that the uh, the pipes haven't bursted or anything, Good. so they would have told me right away. Or or they're just frozen solid and there's no drippy drippy yet. I don't know how that pipe thing happens because everybody should know that when it gets cold, you run the water and to keep the water flowing and to keep the pipes from freezing. I get the only one that I understand is the apartment complexes. Cause what's pi- what's popping there is the fire. You can't, you know, run the fire, uh, system, you know, the sprinkler system, it's got to sit. So those pipes bursting, I understand. I don't understand yeah. how, how house pipes are bursting. If people are in them, uh, you didn't see some of the, the footage, like some of my friends in Texas, but don't left you just run, run it? it? They were running, but it ended up being just this one long icicle that really? stuck. Yeah, <laughs> is that cold? Dang. It, yeah, it got down to four degrees, and it was mm. eighty five here that day. And I was like, and so I just made a video saying, "Okay, everybody asked me for the last twenty years, uh, I will, I would have in September, I will be here twenty years in Florida, three years shy of how many years I lived in Texas." And it's weird because I'm still considered, I will always consider myself a Texan, mm-hmm. but I've been through winters. I've, the most snow I think I've ever seen is maybe, maybe 12 to 13 inches. They had 15 inches of That's snow. That's insane. I, you just don't think of snow in Texas, you know? Everybody always says that, but I grew up with um, snow days and waiting for freezing rain. I know that because everybody up north would say, oh, you get up in the morning and you go, turn the TV on and the radio on, you're waiting to hear your county say no school. Right. And growing up, that was one of the things that was exciting because I was like, oh, if I don't have to go to school, it's Nintendo all day. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was like, it was right around the time Tyson's Punch-Out came out. I oh, played yeah. that for hours. Yeah, man. I, You know, I remember uh, Ralphie May, uh, the comedian, late comedian, great comedian. Oh. He sent me a photo, and I think I've told you the story. He was driving through uh, North Dakota in, like, January. And I was like, hey, man, how's the road going? And he, he, he sent back a little video. He goes, hey, Devin, man, you know, it's going good. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, it's just colder than the witch's tit out here. And uh, then he put uh, uh, his camera up to the window. He goes, I just set down this bottle of water as I was drinking it, and it's frozen solid. <laughs> it was inside the bus that they were touring in, he put the bottle on the wind in the window as they were driving down the interstate, and it was frozen. Yeah, that's insane. And and it's sad because there's people that pick to live in these places. Oh my gosh! Like I don't. Well, know. some of them, uh, Native Americans, would argue against. They're like, right, right, right. This is what they gave us. <laughs> like I was a Seminole, you know, right. like and 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 just to go. Uh, you know, I'm not going to. And we don't do politics on this show, but. Uh, I can understand, you know, like Indians being in the Dakotas and they're like, we don't want this pipeline here. We have we have been moved all over the place in the history of our people. Mm-hmm. And now y'all want to drive a pipeline through it. Why don't you just put it through my ass? 
<laughs> you know, like, or, you know, make it longer. Don't have it go through reservations, you yeah. know, but then they're like, Oh, we don't want it in the communities. Well, that's the, their community, you yeah. know? <laughs> so, yeah, so, you know, yeah. it, and just a shout out to everybody out there that's going through this horrible winter and just stay bundled up. The heat is coming. I trust me, trust me. It is going to be hot this summer. The summer never disappoints. We're going to have record highs, mm-hmm. and we're going to be sweating our balls off. I just got, hope it got hot. I hope it got cold enough to kill all of those ridiculous softball-sized wasps that you would send me photos of. Oh, yeah. I, w- I want them all to die. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my favorite thing in Texas is, is killing yellow jackets. Mm. I hate them. I hate them. I, I got stung 25 times on my back when I was four years old. I can still feel it to this day. I'm surprised I'm not allergic to them. But for some reason, it's like if I walk by a nest, they know who I am because their wings all stick up, and they're like, we know you, yeah. and we are ready to attack. Get closer. Get uh, closer. I no dare thanks. you. No, thanks. But, yeah, yeah uh, God. And, and then they had NASCAR, the race. It oh, was del- rain delayed. They didn't end that thing until, like, after midnight. midnight. Yeah. That's insane to me, midnight for a NASCAR race. I couldn't believe that either. But, uh, you know, I mean, those guys got to be tired and uh, those pit crews and everything. I mean, that's that's not a short day, you right. know. And th- then some of those guys, I mean, their job's just starting, like the takedown people, right. you know. They're, they're literally having to pull everything down at 1 o'clock in the morning and get going, you know. Yeah, it, our buddy uh, Chris Carter uh, he, he used to be the producer of NASCAR and he's right. actually the guy that's responsible. If you go to another country and you see NASCAR on TV, thank you, Chris Carter. You made it to where anybody that's an American NASCAR fan, when they go to another country, they can turn on the TV and find NASCAR. Uh, so anyways, Chris Carter producer, I mean, he used to tell us stories about how long the days were. He would get Mike and us, uh, passes and we would go there, you know, and, and we had the, the whole infield, you know, Lelou Dallas multi-pass. Mm-hmm. We could do anything we wanted. Go in the garage, go in the pits, That's everything. Awesome. And I and watching it on TV, yeah, it's boring. But when you're there, I mean, it's loud. It's it's awesome. You don't realize how fast those cars go. Man. Yeah, they're and they're really tight together. It's like, why can't I go down I four and follow that pack? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I will get places faster. It's unbelievable what talent they have to have. I mean, the stress and stuff of just constantly staring. I mean, they can't take their eyes off of nothing. You know, they're two hands on the wheel. They can't reach over and grab a drink. I mean, that's just. I think they got a tube that's you yeah, know in their, their helmet. They, just, uh, they stick their tongue over and grab it, like a little gerbil. Yeah, I would be like, I would just be taking Ridlin and Red Bull to drive those things. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like I cannot take my. Eyes You'd off. be the first NASCAR driver with a DUI when you wreck. <laughs> 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 They'd be like, for some reason, it looks like Car Forty Two has the driver out walking the line. <laughs> <laughs> oh. By the way, folks, you you can't hear the cackle of Mike Lee. He is uh, he's busy doing his radio business, uh, mm-hmm. and I don't know where they've got him today, but it's probably somewhere with a uh, that's not getting any additional business, right? Like I don't think I've ever been in my car and been like, you know what, I'm gonna have to make a detour to go see the guy from the All the Hits station. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's probably at another Ford dealership or Dodge dealership, right? Hey, we're out here at the Dodge dealership today. Come, Come down on and out. See Get your free coffee mug. <laughs> but he really does have people that just follow him around. Do they, they really? Yeah, yeah, he does. And and they're grateful. It's just, you know, they're, they're fans. You yeah. can be a fan of anything. I would hate and, that. Yeah, well, you've got some of those fans. Yeah, but yeah. I would hate them just following me around to wherever I got. I don't know. Like, dude, I'm trying to use the restroom in here, man. I gotta, <laughs> I'm doing number two, and you're in here talking to I me. I told you, man, Polly Shore. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that, man. Like, when I was with Polly Shore, and we were at... Um, blue martini in orlando it was myself a comic richie weisinger and polly shore and polly and i and richie had the vip area all to ourselves and people are just taking pictures i mean just standing there at the edge of the vip ignoring everything going on around him just staring at him and i mean everything he would just grab a drink and they'd look at him be like he's drinking and you know and then he goes i'm gonna go to the restroom he goes you come with me and i was like oh i don't have to go he's like no i need you 
He's like, come with me. I was like, okay. And so we like had the, the security rarity, right there. The and, rarity of a guy going to the restroom with another guy. Right. And we had the security right there and uh, they kind of paved a, a path and we went into the restroom and sure enough, right behind us, like four or five people came in and we're like trying to talk to him on the way to the restroom. And he's in there and he goes into a stall and there's people outside the stall that were talking to him like, Polly, man, when you get out, can I get a photo? And, and I mean, I was just like, what a, ah, you know, I would lose my mind, but that's his life, man. That's just everywhere he goes. He's Polly Shore, you know? But in the opposite end, that, I still remember the story you were telling me about going down to Ben and Jerry's and oh, how yeah. weird he was to the girl that was like 16 or whatever. Yeah, there was some weird things with him. Like, do you not know who I am? And she's like, Bryce is like, I'm 16. I don't know who you are. <laughs> but <laughs> that would be so comforting to me. I'd be like, yay. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to take a picture or sign an autograph. Thank you. You know? Well, it's like that guy over in uh, uh, Lake Nona. Mm -hmm. Remember the, the show that I went over there and set the sound up for your, your boys? Uh, uh, Ron Hortman was headlining that show. Gigantic room. I bet there was 250 people in there. Yeah. And one of those guys was like, uh, he stuck out like a sore thumb. Him and his wife was a Bollywood actor. And I yeah, can't I remember, remember his name. Mm -hmm. But he is the Tom Cruise in India and all the Bollywood I movies. I didn't know you were there. I forgot about that. Yeah. And, uh, and he lives at Lake Nona yeah. in Orlando so that he can have a normal life. Because everybody in Lake Nona is not like, oh, that's the Tom Cruise of... Yeah, uh, Bollywood. Imagine if he had a home in, you know, his home country and trying to live there and, and not, you know, have people yeah. beating down your door every five minutes. That's why he lives over here. Yeah, because yeah. he would go to the mall. I wouldn't recognize him. Yeah. I'm sure that, you know, there's probably some people over here visiting or vacationing or that would go, oh, man, that's, you know. And they lose their effing mind. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. he runs into that. But yeah, I'm sure. But that's that's how that's how I want to be one day. I, I mean, it'd be like if we were in Japan and Jim Gaffigan walked around. <laughs> Gaffigan, you know, it'd be like, yeah. oh my god, it's Jim Gaffigan. But how many people in Japan are going to be like, who's Gaffigan? You know, yeah, uh, so. uh, Gaffigan son. I don't know who he is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, uh, everything that happens this time of year is uh, pretty nice. There's, um, let's go ahead and go to on this day. On this date, those that don't I'm actually going to redo that. It's time for On This Date. Those that don't know history are doomed to repeat it. All right. On this date in 1968. Um, Devin? 68, huh? In 1968, something that is the biggest thing. Space that, program? The biggest thing that we do right now. Well, it came around the same time. Mm -hmm. um, have you ever had a medical emergency? Or have you ever had to call for help? I've called 911 twice in my life. Yeah, In your life, twice. Mm -hmm. In 1968, emergency telephone systems was inaugurated in, mm. it's going to surprise you, mm -hmm. where would you think that the 911 was invented. Invented? I mean, I, I would think a large city like New York or Los Angeles. Nope. Mm. Haleyville, Alabama. Oh, really? Yeah. But due to problems with service boundaries and electromechanical switching equipment, which could not recognize the 911 number, it wasn't until the mid-'80s that 911 worked countrywide. Mm. I'm going to call that bull crap. We didn't have a uh, 911 in, in my hometown until around the time we got a McDonald's, which was like 1991, 92. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So what did you do? Just call the local police department operator? Yeah. You know? it, it was 940-549-1234. Uh, it's so weird how we remember that stuff. Yeah, I still remember all my old home phone numbers. Yeah. But like, you know. 407-299-1977 was my old number. Yep. It's weird. I can't I can't tell you what my fiance's phone number nope, is. Nope, can't. I'm not I'm not like that. And I'm, and Kate got mad at me for that too. She's like, "You don't know my phone number?" She's like, "I know yours." I'm like, "Why would I know your phone number?" I hit Kate and I called Kate. Why would I, you know, I don't have to sit here and ring it up, you know? Well, what sucked for me was uh the time I had to be incarcerated for crimes I didn't and commit. And you don't remember anything. Dude, I had no way of calling anybody to get me bailed out or yeah. anything. So I just had to stick it out until somebody was able to get me out. And then later wow. on, you know, fight my charges. And 
the state dropping them because mm-hmm. they were like, oh, we made a mistake. Yeah. I, I was stranded one time, and I remember on a whim, I was like, what's my mom's phone number? I was like, I think it's something like, and I, I just dialed it at random, and I got it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. As soon as she picked up the phone, I was like, hey, my car broke down. I need help, you know. But that was that was a miracle. That was in the age of cell phones where nobody remembers anything. I wonder if people get drunk sometimes and dial eight six seven five three oh nine. Oh yeah, I'm sure. And people are like, "Dude, Jenny doesn't live here. Stop calling me." <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> did you did you see the uh, <laughs> somebody posted in uh, the McCurdy's memes? They're like, "Hey, call this uh, this uh, Domino's. They get really mad when you keep asking for beans." <laughs> and like people were literally like commenting. They're like, "Dude, hung up on me quick," you know. And I can't imagine this Domino's picking up. Hey, Domino's pizza. They're like, "Do beans?" He's like, "Oh, shut up!" <laughs> you know, clicking. But they kept asking for beans for some reason. There's probably somewhere where the phone companies have been like, you know, we had too many complaints about this number, so we're just going to go ahead and and just you know disable it. Um, you're a history teacher. Right. Okay. Um, do you know a lot about Egyptian, history? Yeah, e- Egyptian history, especially. Uh, I ch- I studied quite a bit of it. I did. Um, uh, what you? I went to. Now this is a cool one because I don't think you were here yet. But when did you move to Florida? Uh, two thousand one, two weeks okay. after nine eleven. So you weren't here yet. I don't know if you ever seen it, but in Tampa, they they were one of like three cities that got all of King Tut's treasure. I remember. And I went. I was here for that, but I didn't get to go over there and see it. Right. Now, you you said 2001? Yeah. So that was the second version. The The first version was entirety. The second one was like uh, some artifacts, quite a bit of them, no lie. But when I went, um, it was in uh, 1992, and it was in Tampa, and they literally had 12 massive rooms full of gold. I mean, oh, wow. just gold. And you're like... What is this? And obviously they had King Tut's sarcophagus there. And that was the big one. It's like, you know, you were in a room and it was all in glass and everything. But this thing was just massive. And you're looking at it and you're like, that is pure gold. Like, you know, how much they had to get in order to make just his sarcophagus. You know, it was insane. The history of of Egypt, though, I found in 1989, I got to go with my class and they had Ramses the Great to the tour in the U.S. Mm -hmm. and it was in Dallas. And it was funny because the one thing I remember about that is that somebody in junior high um, told one of our buddies in the fifth grade, you know, the saying like when somebody says, How's it going or how's it hanging? Said, Long and hairy, hard to carry. <laughs> we said that through the whole thing. And the, I guess the high school girl that was our, oh was our chaperone God. was like, can y'all please stop saying that? <laughs> Girls find that offensive. And I was like, hey, Samantha, <laughs> does this offend you? She goes, what are you talking about? And let's look at the high school. Age. She goes, I'm telling your teacher. I'm like, tell her. <laughs> Wait, it, it sure enough, I got in a lot of trouble for it, but mm-hmm. we still had fun. I still learned a lot. Yeah. So got, what's what's the question you got for me? Okay, so. Um, what, what date are we looking at? Well, in, in the history of Egypt, mm-hmm. uh, what's weird is that all these places that they're, they buried kings and they've done all this, they'll, they'll discover a chamber and then like, oh, well, this was robbed. And by the looks and the carbon dating, it was robbed about a thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. Did you know that in 1923, King Tutankhamun's burial chamber was open, and it is one of the few in the history of Egypt that was untouched, not been disturbed in 3,000 years. Yeah, that was King Tut. That was the one I saw all of it. It was so amazing. It was it was unbelievable. I and, mean, and, unbelievable. I can't imagine. So we were in a museum. I cannot imagine unsealing that door and seeing that. You know, I mean, like literally it's Aladdin-esque, you know, of, oh my goodness, you know, or I just, you know, open the door a little bit, stick my head in and be like, ah, it's robbed again, nothing. All right, we'll go home. I'd just be afraid <laughs> to smell the air. Like, oh, I, I man. wonder what it's, you know, just. Gotta the, be so stale. I can, the, the thing that comes to my mind is, is growing up in Texas and a lot of people in the Midwest that have cellars, like storm shelters, will know what I'm talking about. You'll open that door for the first time in the year to go down there and maybe clean out. It might got some rain in it or whatever. And you go down in there and you just smell this this smell, this mm-hmm. musky underground basement, you know, like the crawl space underneath the house. There's always that smell. 
And that's what I feel like death smells like. Now, do you remember, do you know the legend of the first emperor and his tomb? No. So the first emperor uh, that they ever had over in China, they um, they buried him in a tomb. And this tomb is massive. It's supposed to be just this huge, huge chamber. Now, what they did is they put him in there surrounded by just untold wealth and riches. They put all of his servants in there, like alive, and sealed them in, like they were to die with him. He was dead. They put his, his uh, body in there, and uh, they sealed it off. And they it's buried. They will, And then China knows exactly where it's at, but they're not touching it because they're like, no, that's, you know, we have to honor him. There's so much in there that they're like, man, if, if historians could get in there and see it, you know, how cool it would be. But the only thing is, is they can't get in there even if it was unsealed. Do you know why? Why? Because... It, it, this is the coolest thing ever, too. Uh, the uh, emperor was supposed to be like the leader of the world. And so underneath of his body, the entire ground, they dug out a map of what the world would look like now. And they filled it with mercury because it was glowing. And that was like mercury was there. And it's pure mercury. Wow. And that was a legend for a long time. They were like, oh, you know, we don't, that's what they do. So, and they, that was, nobody really uh, confirmed it, but they said there was a legend. There was a world map of mercury on the ground and that it was massive. And, uh, and sure enough, China, like maybe, I don't know, eight years ago, let somebody do a scan, but it was a non-invasive scan. It was basically like a uh, chemical scan of the ground. And uh, they pulled it up on the screen and sure enough, a massive map of the world in mercury. <laughs> but it's like the whole ground is it's covered like almost a football field. Is, is mercury, and, and it's, uh, can, I, mean, I can't imagine, can you imagine being a servant and being sealed in there? Yeah, if somebody came up and they're like, all right, we're getting all the servants because they got to be sealed in there. I don't know, I put them in two weeks yesterday, I don't know. If, <laughs> Are you a servant? <laughs> Did, you like, Did you get that? No, I would never be a servant, that's <laughs> no, the stupidest thing ever. That's <laughs> uh, such an honor, too. I mean, they probably just sat right next to him and just waited to die. I mean, I just, I couldn't imagine, could not imagine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, moving on from uh, emperors and tyrants, <laughs> yeah. uh, in 1959, Fidel Castro was sworn in as prime minister of Cuba. Cool. He won his seat by leading a guerrilla campaign that resulted in the exile of, of I can't say his name ever, um, Fuluing, uh, Fulus, CEO, God, I can't say it, Mr. Batista, that's mm -hmm. what I'm going to call him. Uh, two years later, all U.S. personnel would withdraw from Cuba when Castro started his anti-U.S. campaign. Mm -hmm. Like, what a dick, dude. Like, your nearest neighbor, and you're going to run your mouth at him. I just don't understand. Like, we even tried to help well, him Well, because we didn't want him in power. Yeah. <laughs> that was the thing. He was like, yeah, I could be friends with you, but uh, chances are you'll try to execute me. Like, you've already tried before, <laughs> you know? Uh, <laughs> but, God, on. Why, why don't we celebrate that day anymore? I mean, it's like yeah. Eh. Some Cubans do. Some some Cubans like them. Yeah, as they're still driving around their 1948 Studebaker. Right. All right. Well, um, speaking of idiots uh, like Castro, uh, let's move on to idiots in the news. Idiots in the news is brought to you by drugs. Because if you do drugs, you'll be an idiot. And the news. Get in here. Coming in. Y'all want to buy some drugs? Well, I, I, I can't tell you the irony of them going, uh, it's brought to you by drugs, and then you going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Allergies. There's a, there's oh, sure. a front coming in allergies, right now. Allergies. Yeah, there's a front. It's blowing one to two inches of lines in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. After we talked about Cuba anyways. Right. Um well, Florida once again never disappoints. Mm -hmm. Florida woman arrested for stabbing her sister with an EpiPen. Oh, wow. She said she did it because she's, quote unquote, allergic to drunks. Oh, wow. She was hoping the injection would sober her up. Uh, Joanna Zelensky is charged with domestic battery. Um, there's a lot of things that I wish we could do. Because, I, I, I mean, I got to kind of admire this lady because there's times where people are just annoying me and I'm like, where's my EpiPen? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had epinephrine? 
No. Or it's it's supposed to like make your heart like race too. I can't yeah. imagine being drunk and having a panic attack. <laughs> I know. Like, where are my keys? And then you go into drunk rage. Right. <laughs> I mean, there's just so many things. Like I'm I'm allergic to a lot of stuff. I got a lot of allergies and and sniffing all the time and Castro mm-hmm. and Cuba and whatever. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of things that I would like to have an EpiPen. Think about it. And inside the EpiPen. Yeah, like yeah. A, like a, an EpiPen, like the, <laughs> the person in front of me at the gas station, I'm trying to buy gas, and this dude's cashing in his lottery tickets, and at the same time, he's like, I'll go ahead and get a couple more of those. You're going to do that to me, buddy? Because I'm that guy in God. front of you. <laughs> and just I just want to stick them, and then they just move out of the way immediately. Oh, okay, now I can purchase stuff. I wonder, you know, they don't let you bring in your own alcohol. You know, I wonder if they could. you had an EpiPen with, like, uh, vodka in it, <laughs> you know? Right. And you just drank out of it, you know? I'm allergic to stupidity. There's mm-hmm. just, I mean, idiots all the time. Mm-hmm. And being in the restaurant business, uh, you know, there's a lot of Karens out there. Yeah. And uh, they want to speak to the manager. And that's where I feel like I could have an EpiPen gun. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's like, you know what? I just want to complain because I asked for my steak to be medium. It is medium well. And I look at it and I'm like, uh, no, ma'am, that's actually medium. That is just perfect pink in the middle and mm-hmm. and then she just oh never mind everything's perfect that's what i thought <laughs> and just so many there's so many things in an EpiPen. if you're allergic to something they, they just just i think they should have like the pinnacle vodka of EpiPens, where like there's a different one for everything whipped cream cherry uh raspberry tropical mm-hmm. citrus um, there's a lot of stuff you could put in EpiPens and, and you could, you know, uh, it, but then you have the random stabbing thing. Cause you ever seen the needle? It's a legit needle. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a, that's a no joke needle too. Uh, I would just like an EpiPen with nothing in it. Just stab people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, th- I think there might be some felony charges. Oh, that too. <laughs> but I could be like, Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I was saving their life. <laughs> well, well, I would, that's the first thing I would do. But I'm like, well, ex- sorry. Why am I being charged with a felony uh, miss Zelensky got just uh, a misdemeanor maybe that's the way you murder somebody you just have a really sharp EpiPen that you drive right into their aorta you know yeah. and you're like I thought I was saving them I, I, I guess not you know uh, uh, you know the biggest EpiPen I, I can think of is just one for stupidity yeah. and there's just so many things like the challenges like the Tide Pod challenge that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life until this woman in Louisiana, the Gorilla Glue Challenge. Oh, God, I hate that woman. I know. It gets worse, though. She made a fortune off of it, too, but she donated it. I'll give her that. Okay, well, and she's trying to sue Gorilla Glue for it. Yeah, that I don't understand. That's the part that pisses me off. Like, mm-hmm. it says glue. Why in God's name would you put it in your hair, dumbass? Well, the hair glue says glue, too. It's just, that's Gorilla Glue. It's yeah. literally an, an industrial strength <laughs> adhesive, you know? Yeah, like, unless you're going to put actual Gorilla fur on your head, why would you ever put it? So, I'm... My idiots in the news is not about her. It's about a man in Louisiana who has also been a guy to do a lot of challenges. Uh, a man in Louisiana didn't buy into Tessica Brown's viral video over the gorilla glue and the hair bit. He thought it was it, he thought it wasn't as bad as it seems. Lynn Martin, uh, who is he's been on Doctor Oz. I actually watched his TikTok of him putting it in his hair. Yeah. Uh, once participated in the ice cream challenge, uh, didn't know how bad this one could be. And so he thought he could just spray Gorilla Glue adhesive to the rim of a solo cup. Oh, really? Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and he said, he thought that he could use his tongue to just lick around his mouth until it came off. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of backfired on him. Uh, he just, and the first thing I thought of was police academy, two or three yeah, yeah, yeah. where he did the glue on the megaphone yep. and the guy couldn't get the megaphone <laughs> off. That, that's exactly what I pictured. And, uh, he described what the doctor did to take it off as painful peeling. Of course. Uh, Martin says, this is one challenge you don't want to try. Gorilla glue, <laughs> gorilla glue agrees with him. I saw a gorilla glue. Um, that wasn't the same guy then that I saw. I saw a gorilla glue guy put it in his hair again. He had pink hair, and he put it in his hair. Knowing what she went through, he was like, oh, uh, let me try it. 
And uh, sure enough, it ruined it. I mean, he had to completely have it removed at uh, a doctor's office again. It's just another police academy gag. He's because remember, he, put, he replaced glue mm-hmm. with uh, the captain's shampoo, and he was... Yep. And he got stuck like that, and he came out of the shower, and he's like... Whoever replaced my shampoo with glue is going to get it. And his hands are stuck to the top of his head. God, man, those movies need to come back. They, they can't remake them. Though. Well, too half good. those people are dead. Hightower's dead. The lieutenant's dead. I mean, like, there's so many in there that I'm, I think the only ones alive are Winslow and Gutenberg. I think because the... Yeah. The, the, uh, Gulfway. I think the girl's dead, too. The black shy girl. Yeah. I think she's di- dead. I mean, there, I was I looked it up because I actually was watching Police Academy the other day. It's funny you mentioned that because I was like, oh, let me check it out. And then I remember I looked at the cast and I was like, dead, dead, dead. Gosh. I was like, oh, man. Uh, uh I'm sitting here reading the back of the label, and it's the warning label says on the Gorilla Glue, it says, don't swallow, get on skin or clothing, use for home, auto, or office projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has no lawsuit. And she's she, an idiot. And, like, yeah. and, and honestly, like, somebody please stab her with an EpiPen. It'll if be you see that lady thing. out in public, just stab her with an EpiPen <laughs> and say you're sorry. You're only going to get a misdemeanor. And don't call us to bail you out. We're just suggesting. Please, God, put Gorilla Glue in the EpiPen. <laughs> For real. <laughs> just sticks to her. Gosh, you know, it, God, just, I mean, we keep getting off topic with, with Police Academy, but, man, that just that's another one of the back in the days that I need to bring up pretty yeah. soon. In fact, let's just go into back in the day. Sure thing. When there was G.I. Joe and Atari, Saturday morning cartoons and Sony Walkman. Cowabunga, dudes. Chillax. Time to take a trip down memory lane when blockbusters were big and MTV actually played music videos. It's time for Back in the Day. All right, back in the day. So, being a kid growing up in the eighties, and I mean, you're a little bit younger than me, but you probably still remember. Eighties were a big part of my life because my uncle and my mom were so into the eighties. So, growing up, it was everything Michael Jackson, Bad Beat It, everything Bon Jovi, everything like Motley Crue. I mean, literally hair bands. Hair bands uh, you know, Aquanet. Uh, it was it was literally my life. Yep. Yeah. If uh, by the way, if I could go back in time and not get on the time police radar, I think I would have invested in Aquanet. Yeah. Jesus at the time. Christ. Yeah. At the time. Now I bet their stocks have just kind of gone down and just been steady ever since. Yeah, but the nineties and are coming back. The eighties are coming back. This is maybe the time. Yeah, mullets are making a comeback. And girl, well, I Ted Cruz be, is on the forefront. I know. An idiot. <laughs> um one thing that kind of overshadowed and, and I really thought about it and I was like, holy crap. I'm going to look this up and I'm going to get onto it. Do you remember being a kid and there would always be like the book fairs, but you'd get that giant book of stickers mm-hmm. and you'd have the smiley faces and then you'd have like all these other, but the one that stuck out the most that I remember was so cool. Scratch and sniff. Oh yeah. Stickers. Oh yeah. And so I had to look up all this stuff. Uh, they were invented by 3M, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the chemical company. In 1965. I believe it. I didn't know that. I don't remember my mom or dad ever telling me about scratch and sniff stickers. When but it was a, a pretty cool scientific process called microencapsulation. It had been around for a while, but really made its mark on the 80s. Even Larry Flint had a Hustler oh, magazine God, in no. August of 1977. Oh, God, no. The centerfold was scratch and sniff. Oh, gosh. And I'm sitting there trying to think Did to myself. Did you Google that? What is that? I just looked like? up a lot of different uh, scratches. Did you Google what it smells like? No, but I feel like it, it probably smells like a, a sweat and disappointment. I mean, <laughs> you just scratch it off. Ooh, new car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this uh, smells like used hamburger meat. I don't know. Oh, I don't. But I'm thinking it's, you know, I really started thinking, I'm like, do we still use scratch and sniffs? Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. Microencapsulation is still around. Every time you get a, a People magazine, you go through it, there's 
a sample of what? Well, uh, two days ago, I actually, um, I got a newer car, you know, and I wanted some air fresheners in there just to keep it fresh. And uh, the air fresheners in Walmart, it's worth scratch and sniff. Yeah. Me and my kids were going scratching it, and I was like, what do you think of that one? They're like, ooh, I like that, you know? Yep. Yeah, you can only scratch them so many times before there's no smell left. Right. And I was like, man, you know, and you, you have colognes. And that's how I bought a, a cologne at uh, uh, Macy's right before they closed down. It's, I do I, miss the free samples, though, at Macy's that they used to have back in the day. Yeah. You know, those little, like, um, vials that they'd give yeah. you. But you could make that thing last for, like, a week or more. Yeah. You know? I think that's why I stopped giving them, because they were so good. You know, that you'd be a good sample. Now, I've been I've been that guy in college. I remember I had a subscription to a bunch of magazines at once. And it's kind of like the Columbia House thing. I, I paid for some, and then I got a bunch, and I just was like, I ain't paying anymore. Mm-hmm. And eventually they stopped, but I would have a ton of magazines. And I would get the sample. I'm like, man, this is good. It smells good. But I was out in West Texas in college, and I didn't – there wasn't a lot of stores out there. Right. You had to drive almost 100 miles just to go to, like, a, a mall to find a Dillard's. Doesn't it seem like cologne's kind of gone away? I mean, I, I used to like wearing it and smell good and everything. It was like, you know, you little on before you hit the, hit the uh, you know, party scene for that night. But they still advertise them heavily in magazines, the, mm-hmm. the macro encapsulation. But now it's like a, you pull it back and it's, it's mm-hmm. still there. And I would literally grab the magazine and wipe that Did off. Did you really? I was that guy, man. I was <laughs> like, man, I'm out of cologne, but... Man, I got like five magazines with different kinds. Man, I'm going to go up in there and smell like Dillard's. <laughs> so. But then you were sweating a little when you put it on, so it had like the silly putty effect. And yeah. your girlfriend's like, why is your neck say 1999? <laughs> 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 I just, uh, yeah. Why, why is there an article about... Uh, <laughs> Why, why is why why is there an election for uh, Bob Dole on your neck? <laughs> why does your neck smell like a hustler vagina? <laughs> right. Ooh, wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, and it's weird. We, we sit here and talk about Larry Flynn, and it's it's almost like he really didn't get popular until that Woody Harrelson movie. Yeah, well, people versus Larry Flynn was that's the first time I had really heard of him. Yeah. And, I mean, I knew who he was, and I kind of knew about him, you know, but I didn't know how big, I mean, unless you went to law school or something, did you really know the impact? And it was weird because they got... I forgot that was Woody Harrelson, by Yeah, way. and they got uh, Courtney Love to basically just play herself. <laughs> right. Because, I mean, she, I, don't, I don't know if she's been in anything else. They were like, hmm, we need to pick a kind of a whorish girl that just, I mean, just looks like hepatitis walking. Right. And uh, just a nasty, just despicable woman. Um, who can we get? Hmm. Well, and, and this was way before the Amy Winehouse came into effect. So mm-hmm. they were like, oh, Courtney Love. That just makes perfect sense. Yeah. You know, you look at Courtney Love, and I'm just, I just, I just smell B.O. just looking at her. It's, she's the weirdest individual because you just wonder what her day to day life is like. Yeah. You know, you really wonder what, you know, her existence is, you know, outside of every time you see her in the public eye, she's a wreck. You yeah. know, what's her house look like? What's her day to day life look like? It's just a weird thing. Right. I mean, I watched that. Uh, did you watch the Kurt uh, documentary? I didn't get to see that. So I, it's I, on I my did. watch list. I still haven't watched it. I did, man. And it's a, uh, oh, goodness. I did, and it was, um, it was hard to watch because, you know, obviously see him going downhill, but also it was so weird because you talk about somebody so detached from the money and the fame, like his, his videos of him inside of his house with Courtney and the kids, uh, were like the house was disgusting and like everything was weird, like looking and it looked like your buddy's house, you know? Yeah. And, and there was just cigarette butts all over the place. And you're like, this guy makes millions and his sheets were like yellow. And, and it just looked like, you know, he didn't care. He could have bought, you know, anything, a brand new house maids, right. you know, and, and, or just pull the trigger and just say, Hey, can I get a maid service? You yeah, know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> true. Yeah. Uh, gosh, you know, and, <laughs> You want to talk about? He did paint the walls, though. I'll tell you that. Right yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he did. <laughs> That's a uh, wow. That was kind of dark. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I refer to him, I, I refer to him as Kurt Cobain. <laughs> but that, that's horrible. I'm a big. That's the thing. I see all these kids around here, and I hate to say it, man, but people like that. I don't know if you call them heroes. Uh, 
because, but they were definitely influences on modern society because Nirvana definitely was like, you know what? Let me put the stake in the ground for hair metal. Mm-hmm. Like y'all are done. Yeah. And it basically was the death of hair metal. Oh yeah. Because of Nirvana and Alice in Chains and some of those guys. Let's not forget Jane's Addiction played a big part in that. Pe- yeah. People forget about Jane's Addiction, but they were, or before them, you know, yeah. they, they were, you know, big pioneers with uh, Navarro and Pharrell. But yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of heroes, uh, let's go into Heroes and Zeros, buddy. It's time for Heroes. For Heroes. And Zeros. And Zeros. This segment brought to you by beer. Any beer. Just grab a beer, open it, and enjoy. All right, my heroes this week uh, in this episode. I'm focusing on two guys from New Iberia, Louisiana. There was an Amber Alert that came out, mm-hmm. and there was a car that was announced, and these two guys, sanitation workers, garbage men, trash men, uh, working men, whatever you want to call them, you know, were doing their route. They saw a car matching the description of the one in the Amber Alert. Saw it in this field. There was only one way out of this field, and they, they blocked just, him in, right? Yeah, they blocked him in and called the authorities and said, hey, we think, you know, this might be the vehicle. We're not going to let this person leave. It's just parked in an odd spot. And it just made it made perfect mm-hmm. sense to him. Like, hey, this vehicle matches the description. It's out in the middle of this field that has no way. Right. So they, uh, they called the Amber, you know, called in the Amber Alert. Authorities got out there. And sure enough, yeah, it was it was the vehicle they had been looking for. And they saved this little girl. Yeah, man, it's awesome. And the guy was quoted in saying, I didn't second guess it. It was parked in this location and matched the description of the Amber Alert. Something's not right. Right. Shout yeah. out to those guys, man. Those, I mean, right now, look at this. Look at the goosebumps I got just putting myself in their situation. They, right. He said, uh, you know, the two two workers used their vehicle to block in and call 911. When the p- police rescued the little girl, uh, this is the part that got me. I mm-hmm. mean, it choked me up too because I, I think about you having your kids. Mm-hmm. I think about you know my my stepkids I'm gonna have, mm-hmm. and the girl got out. She was bawling, and she just screamed to him. She said, "I thank y'all, I thank y'all," mm-hmm. and both sanitation workers just busted out crying. Oh, of course, yeah. And they, I mean, uh, to to think that they uh, played a part in that's unbelievable. You know uh, what they what you know they saved that girl from going through. Uh, yeah, can't imagine. Yeah. And I mean, I, you see that stuff all the time on the news where kids are kidnapped and then they never see them again. You know, I could not imagine as a parent, you know, thinking about that. That's why I'm really thankful for the Amber Alert, honestly, because I, yeah. I, I read it. I mean, I'll get it and it'll be like, you know, uh, Kissimmee and I'll be like, ah, it's kind of far from me. But I'll be like, OK, 2005 Nissan Altima, you know, hey, if I, if I yeah, see it, look, on, you know, look around, you know. Yeah. But also remember that Amber Alert that uh, that happened when I was on stage. Oh, yeah. I and, had one, too. And I sit there and I said. And everybody's went off at the same time. I was like, "Well, I got to hurry up and wrap up this, uh, this this set. I've got to go out and save the world." <laughs> yeah. I was, but it was it was we were in Melbourne, Florida, and the alert was for uh, Port Charlotte on yeah. the opposite side of the state. And I was like, "Man, that's a long ass Amber Alert." I'm, I'm, it's my, I think sometimes they just look and they're like, "Oh, this is reported like three or four hours in." Yeah, you got to think how far they can get. Yeah, and I've had some a couple from Miami Dade, mm-hmm. but most of the time, you know, if it's real quick, they put it, you know, just wide enough to, I guess, the estimation of time of how somebody could travel or stop or whatever. But uh, yeah, the Amber Alert, man, it, it it reminds me of that one guy, and he had a play in all this, the um, Joe Walsh, or yeah. you know, who. Made a whole, you know, living off of uh, being the host of that show, mm-hmm. and his boy was kidnapped. I mean, hearing his yeah. story, just God, I can't ever listen to it again. It was no. just so just that kind am- of stuff's just devastating, you know. Especially I, I, as a parent, I mean, as a parent, I read that stuff and it gets to me, you know, seeing what other people are going through, and uh, you know, with kids being kidnapped, man, kids, it, it's just a whole different thing. You just kids are so innocent, you yeah. know, and so so delicate, and and you got to keep them safe. It's it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing, but it's a community thing, yeah. you know. It's it's such a natural thing with humans that you see a kid in danger, it's like everybody jumps in, you know. And that's that's the way it should be. I remember growing up as a kid, and that little girl got dropped in the well in middle. 
Texas. Yeah, and, and I remember they took all. They, they, it was like everybody was on that one. Right, the world. There were yep. people in in uh, Saudi Arabia that were ready to send over drilling equipment for oil and stuff. And Texans, you know, being proud, like we already got our drilling stuff, you know. And they finally got that little girl out. And now I saw a picture of her. She's in her thirties, bro. She's in her thirties, and I'm like, God, I'm old mm-hmm. because. Uh, you know, I know something about her that a lot of people don't know. They had to take uh, two of her toes off, yeah, because of the way she was sitting in that little well, mm-hmm. and the way they fed her and dropped the bottle down. And I mean, I kind of got on a tangent here, you know, going no, from, I get away it, yeah. from where I. But but man, just thinking about, I, I'm about to be a parent, you yeah. know, stepkids. But I've grown to love these kids over the four years I've been in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So. um let me go into the zero of this story before I go off on another tangent. <laughs> um, the zero is going to be the guy that kidnapped this girl. What a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. His name's Michael R. Surreal. He's a thirty. He's a 33-year-old sex offender, and he was taken in on a warrant for aggravated kidnapping. Right. And this dude has a just a record of this crap. And why we don't tag these people. I don't know. And what I mean by tag them is, you know, we get an alcoholic and they put a damn, you know, bracelet on them. If you're a sex offender for life, we need to know where you're at. Yeah. And and that's just like when we went to eat at that, uh, that place around the corner. Mm-hmm. And then you recognized that. Uh, the guy, yeah. Dude, we're sitting. And, and listeners, I want to let you know, we're having lunch. Mm-hmm. And Devin spots a teacher. that Former. He wor- former teacher mm-hmm. that he had worked with or not really worked with, but he worked in the same school. No, I worked like right next. He was next door to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the guy was uh, messing around with 14, 13-year-old kids. And had a bunch of, uh, you know, underage stuff on his computer. Yeah, child porn. Mm-hmm. And here he comes walking in with a group of uh, these church people. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'm all for rehabilitating him, whatever. You know, everybody deserves to try to make up for what you did or didn't do, but it doesn't seem like he did any time, mm-hmm. you know, because you sent me, while we're sitting there, the guy's right behind me. Devin is texting over the article on the guy. Yeah. And, it was, and he's like, this is him. Don't turn around. <laughs> yeah. And I looked at him. But he was sentenced to like 15 years. And I think that with the time frame, I think he got out in seven at least, you know, did he do jail time? Yeah, time? he did do jail time, but I think it was seven years, I think, that he was in. Was he, seven years? I mean, if he had got out recently. I mean, he might have been in, like, less time than that. Yeah, I just, I mean, the guy, he was with people that I know are in the church scene here in Winter Haven. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. That's probably who he needs to be surrounded with at all times. And he's probably, they're like, hey, uh, we're having a youth function this weekend, so we'd like for you to stay home, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. just, just to make everybody cool. Right. But there was part of me that just wanted to get up and walk over and just slap the ever-living F out of him mm-hmm. and just for no reason. Yeah. And then if they say, why did you do that? I'd be like, I don't know. Why did he do that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He knows. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I really, you're you're all about right about this is that yeah there needs to be a tag or like a tattoo on their forehead or something or we follow drug addicts and alcohol abusers all around you know and they got to check in at any moment you know for drug tests and all this other stuff why why do we not have this for we just literally go hey you gotta tell them where you live it's like but yeah but you could also be in a field with a in a car with a girl you know and and you know we wouldn't know then you know did I tell you about the time that uh, I was when I, had, I lived in that one neighborhood um, with Dara? You had, had a notification on the door. Not, well, I had the dude actually. Uh, I think he has to come, doesn't he? Yeah. And, oh, that's hard. And he he knocked on the fence because it was a, the house I was staying at had a fence that you had to knock on the the wooden fence door, and we'd had to come out there and let you in. And he was just like explaining. He's like, "Hey." Um, I'm just want, I have to let you know that I'm your neighbor. I'm a registered sex offender. And um, Anyways, like, I saw that tricycle out front. No, yeah. Just- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he started trying to kind of, you know, trying to be friendly with me and everything. And I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And me being the not perfect Christian guy that I am, mm-hmm. I just was like, all right, all right, all right. Hey, you know, I was just trying to end the conversation. And, and it seemed like he was trying to lead in the conversation like, hey, we all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, you consciously decided you wanted to do this. Yeah. And there's a lot of people out there like that. I mean, 
think about all the guys I, I that were waiting you... for the Olsen twins to turn 18. Remember when that happened? <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, like all these people need to. Well, Billie Eilish right now. I mean, she's 17. And people like share pictures of her. And I'm like, she's 17. You know? Yeah. Yeah, or that uh, Cash Me Outside girl. She gets a lot of shares. Uh, Danielle, uh, whatever. Danielle, and, uh, mm-hmm. I hope somebody stabs her with an <laughs> pen. Yeah. Now the the I wonder though, Greg, wouldn't it be great to set this guy up? Be like, oh, you're a child sex offender. Like, yeah, you know, we all make mistakes. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I got I got some stuff in the back, you know, and it'd be like, what, you know? Well, I mean, you know, if you want to, if you want to share, I mean, like, hundred bucks, I'll give you all access to my hard drive. And he's like, oh, you know what? Yeah, yeah, let me come in. Then you just, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, well, a story, hi, a story I, I for a that. I'm, uh, you know, uh, in my hometown. There's a guy that listens to our show. His name's Ross Alvarez. He's a freaking hilarious guy. Back in high school, though, this kid who. I didn't like him ever. A lot of people were friends with him, but apparently he had molested his nieces and stuff. He was like mm-hmm. 18. Well, Ross, uh, with a couple of his buddies, they were all down at the Fireman's Park, which is a local park in my hometown. And uh, Joey Hurst is that guy's name, and I'll let him know for the rest of his life, you piece of crap, you touched your own damn nieces, and then you come out and try to be friends with everybody and even try to change your name on Facebook. Don't don't befriend me, dude. I don't like you. I never have liked you. I don't like you now. Uh, if you see this dude, just slap him in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what Ross did. Ross put a dip in his mouth and then beat the ever-living crap out of that dude. And to this day, I still, Ross, I know you're listening, and I'm giving you a high five from Florida. And uh, when your power and everything gets back on uh, and you listen to this, uh, just know that there's a lot of people in America that are proud of you for beating that dude up. Good. But anyways, I digress. It is uh, time to exit the show. We will have more episodes coming up. Uh, Devin, what do you got coming up, man? Uh, just some shows. I got a Miami in uh, April. DevinComedy.com for upcoming tour dates. I'll be in uh, Tempe, Arizona with Adam Ferrara. I just booked that full weekend. That's coming up in March. So, yep. All right. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can find me online. And uh, I've got a professional wrestling I've got to run tonight. Awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Check out Thunder Championship Wrestling here in Central Florida. Uh, it's a very good show. I've got it going on at my restaurant tonight uh, at our Tiki Pavilion. And uh, by the time y'all listen to this, it'll probably be over. But just keep in contact. We are going to have professional wrestlers pretty soon on this program. So anyways, I'm the Angry Texan, and I'm here with Devin Seabold. And Mike Lee is off somewhere doing radio stupid crap. We'll have him on the next episode. God bless everybody, and God bless America. Yes, sir. a hell yeah. Hell yeah. Email us at AmericanMadePodcast at gmail.com. You can also find The Angry Texan on Facebook at The Angry Texan Comedian, Twitter at The Real Angry Texan, YouTube at The Angry Texan, Instagram at The Real Angry Texan. 